You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. It is time for episode, uh, what, 382 of right. Geeky Show Ever? If you say so. <laughs> yes, I think that's 382 right. of Geeky Show Ever. And I have to tell the listeners that they might hear some background noise. I'm sorry. But in the time that Melissa and I have been shooting the breeze and catching up, the temperature has increased five degrees. The sun has come out. The humidity is now climbing back up again. I have the windows open. Not that it's really doing anything because there's also no breeze, but I need some air. It's just so hot. So you'll, it's actually you'll hear the, cool. the tranquil breezes blowing in. It's actually cool right now because last week we had heat indexes of up to 103. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah, I'll keep my mouth shut. I know. <laughs> but it has been muggy here, so I can commiserate because we have finally gotten... What, what resembles a monsoon season. And my, my backyard is drinking up, and I'm very happy that plants are starting to come to life, and the yard is full, and it looks like I live in the National Geographic, and that's really cool. We found our first scorpion. And uh, fun tip, this, this episode is going to be full of little tips here and there. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, keep, if you, especially if you live in the desert, but I, I would say pretty much anywhere because it's just fun. Get yourself a blacklight, a blacklight flashlight. Because we now keep it by the back door because my husband's toe discovered a scorpion. So he did get bit. But he, <gasps> you know what? He's fine. He's totally fine. I, I'm freaking out because I knock on wood. I have not gotten bit yet. There's there's probably not a matter of if but when. Because we live in the desert. And it's just how it is. Um, but he's lived in the Southwest all his life. So he's used to getting bit. And to him, it's like a bug bite. So he's fine. He's totally fine. But he doesn't want to get bit again. <laughs> in fact, the other night we were out there, we, ha- we have a little one of those uh, blow up hot tubs. And that's what happened. He was going around to unclip the clips and stepped on one, thought it was one of those goat's head things. And turned out it was, I guess he reached down to pull out a thorn and it was a scorpion instead oh my god yeah <laughs> and my so, husband wonders why i will not right. walk barefoot in the grass y- yeah you know, there's bees there's wasps yeah. i'm like no thank you yeah this is a just a very you know we didn't move like what maybe i don't know 15 miles away or something we're not that far from our old house but wow is the the um just the ecosystem here is really quite different it's a lot more deserty out here so i used to walk around barefoot all the time and and now i've i've gotten the habit of wearing flip-flops so i i'm not one of those people who has house shoes (laughs) (laughs) so it's all it's all uh bare uh tiled floors and so that's kind of nice but yeah lots of sweeping and and looking for critters we have a running list of critters that will kill us at this new house um so speaking of this new house uh, i thought i'd give a little bit more of an update of um, I guess our topic's going to be kind of um, new toys that make our life, our home life smarter, smart-ish, if you will. Um, so I've been, I've had some of these toys for quite a while. Some of them I got recently. Uh, we, you know, as I've, I've told people before, I usually save my pennies and I don't buy something until they go, you know, really deep discount. I look for Black Friday sales and for the first time, I finally experienced Amazon Prime. I didn't have a Prime membership before now, but we we had we went and decided to get one when we were house shopping and, and moving into this house because there were just so many things that we needed. Plus, it was still, you know, I, I still don't think we're post-pandemic, but it was still like in the thick of the pandemic when there was lots of supply shortages and you just couldn't safely or even just conveniently go out to the store to get things. So we started ordering a lot of things online and so... Amazon got us. <laughs> so we're we're Prime members now. I don't know how long we'll keep it. But anyway, so Prime Day came. And it was a lot like Black Friday, there were some really good deals to be had. So I got a few got a few things. One of the things I'll just start out with one of the things and I'll have links to all of these in the show notes, I actually have them ready to go. And I'll, I'll paste them in the show notes. Um, one of the things is so I, I've talked about before, I love my AirPods Pro. I wear them a lot. Um, and I'll talking a little bit more about some gotchas later on. But one of the things that I really love is wearing my AirPods Pro around the house. And I use them a lot when talking with clients. And they just make the quality of phone calls a lot better, um, in, in my opinion. I, I think I'm, I've been struggling with some hearing loss as I get older. And the AirPods Pro helped me out with that. 
But the downside of owning AirPods Pro is, and a lot of people don't know this, and I didn't know it either, and I found out the hard way, is that um, I'm usually really good about keeping the Pro, the AirPods Pro case with me. I have a little carabiner on it, and I usually keep it clipped to my purse, or I you know, keep it nearby, or I stick it in my pocket, because as you know, when you wear little earbuds or earbuds of any kind from any brand, when you take them out of your ears, where do they go? Well, they should go in your case. And there's been a couple times where something happened and I needed to take them out or the battery died or something. And I should have been a good girl and I should have put them in my case and I didn't. And so long story short, I had I misplaced the case. I did find it, but I had misplaced it. And it was enough that it scared me. And I thought, well, I should just be able to open up Find My, right? I mean, wouldn't you think that, well, you know, you should be able to find your your AirPods. You can find your the, the buds that you put in your ears. You can find those with Find My, but not the case. The case is not findable. Doesn't that blow your mind? I mean, I just kind of thought it was like already built in. I hope that maybe new cases will have it built in, but the future isn't here yet. So I decided that I didn't want that to happen again. So I got myself, and this was a sale back on Black Friday. I think I had gotten myself a four pack of the AirTags. Do you have any AirTags yet, Elisa? No, I have no No. interest, no use case for them. Yeah. See, I'm I'm the type of person where I'm pretty good about up until, you know, this one slip up. I'm pretty good about always putting something in like one of three places. You know, I just kind of pick some spots like this is the spot where this thing is going to go. You know, I have a hook for my keys. My purse always goes here, you know, but the the thing with the AirPods Pro case is like it kind of travels with me. And like I just said, it sometimes ends up in my pocket. Sometimes it's clipped in my purse. Sometimes I set it down on my desk. I haven't developed a, a good enough strategy of like always putting that thing in one place. And so that's where an air tag comes in. So sometimes you just, no matter how disciplined you are, there might be these things where they're just going to get misplaced. And that's a really expensive thing to misplace. So I decided to get myself some air tags. Um, we also put one, you know, a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about that I had purchased are things that we kind of bought as like a little bit of insurance where there was just so much unknown. There has just been so many unknown things with the pandemic. You just don't know where you're coming and going. So I, I probably have fallen prey to buying things, maybe not impulsively, but maybe, um, you know how people say like, you know, retail therapy, like it makes you feel better when you buy things when you're down. I don't know what this is called, but it's it's called, I guess it's called like maybe um, anxiety shopping a little bit. Like some of these things I have purchased. I'm glad I purchased them. I don't really feel too much remorse or anything, but I realized looking back at the time that one of the reasons why I purchased them was just sheer anxiety of the unknown. Moving to a new house has been exciting, exhilarating, fun, stressful, sometimes nightmarish, but also kind of scary because you just don't know what you're going to get into. I started talking about all the critters at our house. Like we're, we just don't know. There's more and more critters that kind of show up, you know, all this wildlife and everything. So there's just a lot unknown. So a lot of these things I purchased was because I just didn't know what was going to happen. So I had purchased an air, um, a set of air tags. Um, so again, like one of the things that I purchased was a little one that clips onto my dog's harness because I just don't know, like what, I don't know what's going to happen if she, you know, gets off a leash or wanders outside. Somebody didn't close the gate and she took off. I don't know. She doesn't have too much wanderlust, but I didn't want to find out the hard way. So put an air tag on my dog, <laughs> put an air tag on my, my AirPods Pro case. So one of the things that I'll link to is this really cute AirPods Pro case with an air tag holder. And it's really cute. You've looked at the picture by now, Lisa. It looks like a little camera. And I think it's and really it's- adorable. I find I think it's very inexpensive at ten dollars. Yeah, in fact, I think when I got it, it was on sale for like seven bucks, maybe even less. There was a sale on it, so again, it was a good. So it was something to look for, um, see if it's on sale again. The only thing I will say is it's it comes apart in two pieces. I think I'm probably gonna maybe put a piece of glue, or I might glue it on the lid or something. Maybe put a little bit of adhesive underneath. Um, the lid pops off the lid, so it's just a, it's just a, a skin that goes over your AirPods Pro case. And it has a little place for your air tag inside of it. So it looks like a camera. It's just really cute. It makes it a little bit bulkier, but then again, it makes it harder to lose that way. So so that was my little fun, fun size thing that I got for myself that kind of makes my home life a little smarter in that, you know, 
I can find it if it does if I do set it down wrong. Um, the next thing, and these are just kind of some quick little things that I that I got recently. Uh, Thermocell is a mosquito repellent tool. I will say I got the lantern version. It's very pretty looking. Looks like a lantern. It's got LED. Just takes a couple of batteries. Um, Dave Hamilton of the Mac Geek Gab turned me on to this. I was uh, you know taking a survey on Facebook, like what you guys are doing for for mosquitoes because you know I want to be able to sit outside but I get eaten alive. I have that blood type that you know o, o blood type that mosquitoes seem to love so much. And so it was an interesting discussion we had in the Facebook uh, chat about mosquito repellents and things that people are trying. And I kind of I didn't want to get like a device, but again, there was a really good sale and I just thought it kept weighing on me and I just thought I got to try it because all this other stuff I've been trying just hasn't really been working and I wanted to give this a try. So I did get it. Um, I haven't put it to use just yet. It's one of these things I wanted to tell you that I got. And as I use it more, I'll report back and tell you if it really actually worked or not. But it's a nice, it's a well-built product. I like the way that it's built. I got some refills for it. Um, I don't like the fact, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that's your trade-off. It's like, are you going to, you know, you, you'd rather get bit or would you rather wait? So it's one of those things where you have to go take it outside, set it where you're going to be sitting, which we have, you know, an umbrella table, that kind of thing. And you have to turn it on and get it going and wait 15 minutes. So it does take a little bit of planning. You have to know that you're going to be out and then commit to that. <laughs> so that's the thing that's kind of, you know, yeah kind of frustrating. But if if I'm just going to be out quickly, then I'll probably use the little incense burners. So that's going to be my plan for trying to enjoy the outdoors more. What's this horrible, muggy, monsoon heat uh, leaves us? So we'll see how that goes. And then um, related to the AirPods Pro, something that you want to really, and I, and I have mentioned this before, and I just think it bears repeating, if you're going to stick something in your ear, you want to keep it clean. You want to make sure that it is kept clean. And I kind of figured that this might happen over time, and it has. Um, my ears, I'm getting over a double ear infection. I mean, that sounds gross, and it's not like I'm not a clean person, but I think there is some irritation, and it probably, you know, as I get older, probably produce some more wax or something. It could be like a it could even be an allergic reaction. I'm not sure that my ears are experiencing from wearing the and I don't know if it's the AirPods. It could have been hot tub. It could have been, you know, water just got in there, went to the pool. You know, any number of those things can contribute to that stuff. And so one of those things where, you know, I hadn't been to the doctor for a while because of the pandemic. And I got really curious. My ears were really bothering me. And I thought maybe my some of my hearing loss might be, you know, have a little bit of ringing in the ears. Could have been from that. So I decided to get curious. And I bought myself a toy. And I call it a toy because it's fun and gross at the same time. But uh, do you know what an otoscope is, Elisa? Have you ever used Emphis one? Emphasis on the gross part. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go into that detail, so, so yeah. don't worry. You don't well, believe me, I used to take my father to the hearing doctor, oh. and he had an issue where he just naturally created a lot of earwax. Some it people wasn't anything, really do. wasn't anything he did right or wrong. It was mm -hmm. just that's how his body functioned. And I would be sitting in the room with him while the audiologist would be removing it, and she's like, can you see it on the screen? I'm like, that is why I'm looking at my phone right now. <laughs> I don't want to see it. on it. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, there's one of two kinds of people. You either really dig that stuff or you think it's really important and you're really gross. I'm in the middle because, you know, this is a health condition and I wanted to know more about it and it was going to be a while until I could see the doctor. So I decided to learn about it and started watching YouTube videos like squinting and kind of cringing and like, ooh. It's like, okay, what is a healthy eardrum supposed to look like? What does like, I, I don't know, it's just not something I ever really dealt with before. And you know, what is what does earwax look like? And how do you, you know, because I will admit I had been you should not do this. I, I had been sticking q tips in my ears. And I didn't think I didn't think I was putting them into very deep. I always thought I was being really, really careful. But the more I learned about this, the more I learned that it does not matter. Every time you stick something in your ear, whether you think you're cleaning it or not, you're actually pushing more stuff in your ear. And you don't think so? You think you're being really careful? Get yourself an otoscope and you will get an education on the inside of your ears that you never knew you needed or wanted. Or wanted. Let's just <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, so what I learned is that, you know, when you're putting even just earbuds stuff in your ears, you're pushing 
wax or any kind of like microscopic debris, you're pushing that stuff into your ears. So, and I'm really like meticulous. Like I clean my AirPods, the tips all the time, even, you know, not to keep my to ear, ears healthy. I mean, of course, that's why I do it, but also because... And maybe, you know, somebody who's listened to this might have experienced this when, and it doesn't have to be but AirPod Pros, but, but any kind of earbud that you stick in your ear, when you stick it back in the case, if it has wax on it, or even any, just a little bit of oil, it builds up over time and it can cause the contacts to lose their connection. And then that's why you end up with charging problems, you know, or sinking problems, you know, things just aren't getting what they should get because there could be just a little bit of oil in the contacts. So it's really important to keep those things really, really clean for the health of your ears and for the health of the product. So I encourage people to get a notoscope. Uh, these are really cool. Somebody actually uh, gifted us uh, something similar. It's a, it's a type of camera. They work. They all work pretty much the same way. And a lot of people in the reviews were complaining about this stuff where you kind of have to know what you're getting into. So these devices, what they do is they transmit their own, not Bluetooth, but their own Wi-Fi signal. So you have to press and hold the button in while you're in your settings app looking at your Wi-Fi connections. And then you will see the camera. It'll have some weird, some foreign name, you know, because that's how these things are. And I don't really think it's like transmitting your personal data to some other country. I really don't believe that. Some people are really weirded about that. But I think what it is, is just transmitting a Wi-Fi signal. There's not going to be an internet connection. And it even tells you that in when you connect to it, it says no internet connection. Um, so that's why I don't think anything's being transmitted, but you have to connect to this device as a Wi-Fi device. And then that's where the app will connect to the camera in the thing. So like I said, somebody else gave us a different kind of camera and I tried using that to look at my ears, but it's about the, I guess it's considered the depth of field. So it's how far away the camera is. And, and that's why otoscopes at the doctor, I mean, these are these high powered, they have a bright light, they have this optical view that the doctor can see. And plus, you know, you got to pull your ear around. I said I wouldn't get gross. I promise I won't get gross. I won't, I won't mm-hmm. get too many details. But you have to, my ear canals, like you said, yours are too. Like you have, you have trouble with putting um, AirPods and things in your ears. That's why I don't mm-hmm. have an AirPod because they'll fall yeah. out. Yeah. And I noticed that about mine. I mean, mine, I got the memory foam little cushions and because I think I was having uh, a reaction. I mean, it's just silicone. It shouldn't cause a problem, but for some reason, the shape of them. But when I, once I got these memory foam tips to put on my AirPods Pro, it's just way, way better. But see, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's, it's a much better fit and they don't fall out. I don't feel the sensation that they're going to fall out at all almost to a detriment to the point where I forget I have them in. <laughs> and then I don't remember that I have them in until like I get the little sound or till a notification comes through. So they're that comfortable. They're really that comfortable. But then the problem is I wear them for longer than I really should. So you got to watch that sort of thing. So anyway, back to the otoscope. Um, so the way that this is designed, it's kind of like a really long, thin thing. And, you know, you're going to want to be careful um, sticking anything in your ear is dangerous. I'm not a doctor and, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer, you know, be, make your own choices about this. Um, read the reviews, get yourself an education, watch a lot of YouTube videos. You're going to get grossed out. But if you really want to, uh, know about your own ear health, then you're going to want to research this. So that's what I did. Uh, I watched a lot of videos, looked at a lot of pictures. And then once I had that knowledge, I was able to know that when I went in with the otoscope, went in very, very slowly And long story short, we had gone up to the mountain for like a little day trip with the family and we were up at 8,000 feet. And I think that something might have ruptured in my ear because there was some blood. And so that's what, yeah, that's what tipped me off that, okay, this is not a wait for your physical coming up in a couple of weeks kind of a thing where the doctor's going to look in your, no, this isn't go to the urgent care. Cause you know, they were really, I was feeling just off. You know, that's some, that's the thing about middle ear or outer, and this was even just an outer ear infection. I kind of think it's a little bit deeper than that. Um, but I got antibiotic drops, but it was just one of those things where inner ear infections or any kind of ear infection, it just throws you off, like your sense of balance. And, you know, you might be more irritable and you think, what is going on? Little things are just setting me off. It's because your ears, your ears are messed up inside and you just don't know it. There's just not enough. It's one of those really subtle kinds of things that happens. Um, and this will dovetail into another discussion. So 
uh, my uh, one of my family members had went into AFib. And what tipped us off to get him checked out was that I had just told this family member, said, you know, I just had an ear infection and I was having kind of similar symptoms as they were talking about, like dizziness and just kind of like a not feeling right. And so I decided to get myself a notoscope and look inside my ears and lo and behold, I saw what was in there and it did not look good, you know, compared to what a healthy eardrum is supposed to look like. So I knew that there was a problem without going to the doctor. Again, I'm not a doctor, but this tool enabled me to find out about my health and then get my butt to the doctor sooner than I would have. Like if I would have not looked in my ears, I'm the type of person that I'll just put up with it. I'll just like, oh, Melissa, you're just overreacting, you know, and I'll just put up with it and put up with it because I put up with so many other things. But looking and being able to see inside my ears was like, you got to get your butt to the doctor now and you need antibiotics. And so that what I was able to take that knowledge and then share it with a family member who was describing kind of similar, you know, just a few of the same overlapping symptoms. And I said, maybe it's an ear infection, you know, and oh, you know, I'll just I'll just, you know, put drops in. I was like, no, you need to get your butt to a doctor. This is not something that you mess around with, because the longer you let it go, you could damage your hearing, you could lose your hearing if you let an infection fester. And so I convinced the person to go to the doctor and lo and behold, and this is the thing, this, it still slays us both that they still didn't get their ears looked at. So they could oh. still have an ear infection. But because they went and got their heart listened to just and discovered that they were an AFib, it was like, okay, drop everything, you're going to the hospital in an, in an ambulance. And so the person ended up in the hospital. And now they have they know that they have AFib. So now they have to, you know, learn about how to change their lifestyle. And so that led to um, this person getting an Apple Watch. And, uh, you know, got the basic Apple Watch. And so they're learning about that, learning about their health and how to look at their heart. And maybe I'll convince them to get a better watch later on. So that's a whole new thing that I'm learning about because this is a relative and I need to learn about my own my own health, too, and see if this is going to be something that I have to deal with in my future. So so that yeah, so that's another thing. Again, this is about, you know, devices and, you know, toys, if you will, you know, things that tools, technology tools that help us live a better life, maybe a better life than than we would be living without them. So are they necessary? Maybe, you know, you're gonna have to decide for yourself. So the next thing I'll move on to is, um, we had gotten these way back, you know, (laughs) months ago, almost a year ago, actually. So back in uh, Black Friday, around those sales, we had gotten some Eufy cameras, and that's spelled E-U-F-Y, um, it might be UFI. Maybe it's supposed to rhyme with Wi-Fi. I'm not sure. I've only ever heard it pronounced UFI. Um, they're made by Anchor. It's an Anchor company. And a lot of us here in, at Geeky Show Ever, we like Anchor products. And I find that they're very well designed and uh, technology supported. They do a lot of updates, um, get lots of really rave reviews. I researched it for a really long time. Again, this is one of those purchases is like, we don't know what the neighborhood's going like, to be like. We don't know what the environment's going to be like. Let's get some cameras so we can learn. And, you know, we don't know what kind of wildlife is going to be around the house and that sort of thing. So we did, we got a set of, of cameras and then we also got a doorbell. Now, at the time when we got them, we knew it was on the horizon, but they, they didn't easily work with HomeKit and now they do. So that's kind of a new thing that's come out and I'm in the midst of exploring it. So one question I want to throw out to the listeners, if any of you have cameras, whether it be Eufy or something else, the question I have is, do you use your security cameras with HomeKit? And what settings do you prefer? Because this is what I've run up against. So we installed the cameras. Now, these are the kind that have an internal battery. And of course, you know how Arizona loves batteries. So we made sure we installed them under eaves in places where they wouldn't be baking in the sun. And so far, the batteries have held up pretty well. I mean, it's great that I can see the battery level. And so we know we need to take them down when we're home and charge them up. So they're rechargeable. They don't, you know, and the battery is supposed to last for a whole year. Now, I think, I think what they mean is it's supposed to, it's supposed to last a whole year on a single charge. But again, this is Arizona, so I I lower my expectations to like half. (laughs) And so I just know we have to charge them. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to kind of keep them topped off, if you will. So uh, we got the kind that that screw on. You mount them on the out. They're rated for outdoor. 
Uh, you screw them up. They have, you know, an alarm that goes off if someone tries to take them off or whatever. And um, they've been great. We've really, I really love them. Um, I, I have been liking using them just with the Eufy app that you set them up in. And that's been great. And then we finally got around to setting them up in HomeKit. And for that, you're going to need an Apple TV 4K, which we had gotten on sale too. So this was all part of a whole package deal of cameras and then the Apple TV because that's kind of your, I guess, your hub, if you will. So the Eufy system has a home base, but then you connect it to the Apple TV as like a home hub. And then that's where you can see the cameras up on the TV. And that's been pretty cool. Um, there's a bit of a lag that I'm not too crazy about, but I think I'll get used to it over time. So my question is, you know, how do you have your camera set up? Because one of the things that I'm trying to figure out is you can set it up. And that's sort of how I have it now that once we leave the house, um, the home kit knows, you know, you add, you put your family together. So like all of us have iPhones and then when all the iPhones are gone, the home kit knows who's still in the house and who's left the house. Now, if one of the kids left their phone at home, then that would be different. It would think that somebody's still home. So that's what I mean. Like I, I'm experimenting with either having it set so that when HomeKit detects that everybody's left the house, okay, now the cameras are just going to go into like stream and record mode where only if say the dog starts barking or you know, somebody knocks on the door, somebody comes to, you know, a portion of the house that's that's got a camera. Only when activity is detective will I get an alert, but it will also be recording it in like 10 second increments. Now that's when you leave the house. But if you're at home, you can also have it. So, so I'll give you an example, a real world example. We were home and instead of having the camera say, okay, you're home. So we don't need to be constantly you know, letting you know that there's activity because otherwise they'd be going off all the time, which they do. And the reason why we left them on as far as motion detection is going is because we had people working on the house repairing something outside. And I don't know, this may make me sound awful, but I'm, I want to see what's going on because we have had bad experiences where we didn't have cameras and we had work done on the house and a lot of damage occurred. And I kind of wanted to have a little bit of peace of mind and knowing that if something did get damaged, maybe it might get recorded and then we'll be able to know what happened, how it happened, and then how to ask for help and, and rectify the situation. So yeah, that was a tough couple of days when workers were here because the, the constantly, you know, constant notifications were going off. But that was a choice that I made at the time. Um, so now I'm trying to think, well, do I really want the cameras to be going off all the time? So I don't know. Um, that's the question that I would put out to the listeners is like, what is your, what do you recommend for configuration as far as, do you have it set to just stream? Do you have it set to detect, you know, just pets? Do you have it set to detect any kind of motion? And how do you work it between, so there's two apps that are involved here. There's the Eufy app, and it has its own set of notifications. You can customize it oh my gosh, there's so many customizations. That's kind of what the problem is right now is that there's a lot of choice paralysis. And I keep thinking about, okay, well, if I do it this way, well, then what's going to happen? If, you know, there's all these like consequences of, of choices here. It's like, there should be a flow chart. <laughs> if you want this to occur, set it up this way. You know, if you want this to occur, set it up this way. So that's what I'm I'm learning as I'm tinkering with these things. You know, we have them set up. We have them added to HomeKit now, finally. We can view them on the TV, which is what I've been wanting to be able to do, especially if you're, you know, expecting a package or you're expecting people coming to the house, you know, you want to be prepared and you want to see what's going on. So that is where I'm at with the Eufy cameras. Um, I would like your thoughts and ideas on that about how you would set it up. You said, Elisa, that no way, no way that you'd be able to set this kind of stuff up. Your husband would really be really opposed to having cameras. It, it's not that he's opposed he just doesn't understand it. You know, I was telling you before, we have a Eufy smart plug that I set up through the Eufy app on my phone so that when we're not home, like this past weekend, we went away for the weekend. So I have it set up for a particular lamp, turn on at a certain time, turn off at a certain time. When I go visit my friend in Florida and my husband's still home, I set it up then so the light turns on before he gets home from work at 930 and then turns off on uh, on its own a couple hours later so he doesn't walk into a dark house. He just doesn't 
get that stuff. I mean, he understands it as far as the light's going to come on at this time and the light's going to turn off at this time. Don't touch anything. Well, I mean, did you ever use one of those like old fashioned ones where you plug it in the wall and you have the little the little tabs? Yeah, that you stick that's, in. That, I mean, that's yeah. basically what it and does. And that's what we had until only a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Because every time the, you know, when it got darker earlier or darker later, I have to say, okay, you've got to change the time, mm-hmm. you know, have this, have it come on at 4.30 because it's winter now. Okay, now you can do it at 5 o'clock, now 5.15. Then I said, screw this. Mm-hmm. And in right, that right. particular lamp, I have an Amazon plug. Mm-hmm. And then as, as the seasons change, I make it <laughs> earlier or later. You know, usually I turn it off at the same time every day, but I make it earlier or later to turn on based on the season. And then like right now, it's light out when he goes downstairs in the morning, so I don't have it turn on. But mm-hmm. before we know it, it's going to be dark when he goes downstairs, so I mm-hmm. have it turned on for about 15 minutes in the morning. Do you think he likes it? I mean, does he like having that automation? Oh, yeah, because he told okay. me, it was early this year, he goes, you have to change the light. I'm going downstairs in the dark. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but if I try to explain that to him and say, okay, here, I'm going to put this on your app, on your phone mm. so that you can change it. He, <laughs> I would just get the blank stare. You know, anything that's computer related, like even last night, 10, you know, it's like 10, he got home at 930. He ate dinner. He then, he, I need you to help me with something on the computer. I'm just like, oh, now what? <laughs> so I go over, click, 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 click. Okay, it's done. I get Thank you. <laughs> I swear to God, we're married to the same man sometimes. I, I mean, oh my God, I love my husband. He's he's so smart in so many ways about so many things. And it's the same thing. Like, I bet you if he took the time, if he had the time to invest in it, you know, he might understand it. But he just gets really frustrated with it. He just doesn't have the patience for it. And I mean, it's nice. He just trusts me to do it. He's like, just handle it. Just take care but there's, of it. But there's know? certain things about him that are very old school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I won't, you know, some pertain to his business, which Mm -hmm. I won't go into, but I look at him and go, why do you do it this way? You really should be doing it like this. And then (laughs) he gives me a dirty look. I'm like, fine. Okay. They know what they know and don't. Exactly. Like, that's how Mm -hmm. he was taught to do it. And that's how he does it. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you do realize that you're making your life way more difficult than it has to be. (laughs) And I get the dirty look again and then just go, fine. I just think it's really fascinating. I mean, I will tell you, I for me, the smart lights were was the gateway drug, the gateway that, that kind of got me into like all these other automated kind of things. And I thought, well, if I can do this with the lights, what else can I do? <laughs> you know, and it becomes, it's almost like for, for me personally, I mean, you know, I consider myself a professional and, you know, I, I do run a business. I, I freelance. I, I do work outside the home, but I'm also a homemaker. You know, this is this is how I, in my geeky way, make my home a home. That's that's this a new foray into homemaking is that you're making the house smarter and more efficient, you know, so that there it kind of does things for you. You know, instead of having to go around, turn all the lights like a cave person. I have well, we have an echo. We have an echo show in the kitchen. Okay, and I'm constant. Well, it's got the screen, mm-hmm. and it can do a lot of things. But I use it to listen to Sirius XM. That's okay. it. But is and, it a personal assistant like the HomePod Mini? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I can say, "Hey, a lady," add you know mm-hmm. paper towels to my shopping yeah. list. But yeah. I'm still old fashioned that way. I like a paper p- list. I write uh-huh. everything down that I need. I, that's just I prefer it that way. But it does other things. After you just I got will, done talking about your husband. <laughs> yeah. But we'll be, because I just think it's crazy to hold a phone while you're trying to shop. I mean, I, it, I don't know. You know, just, I just I don't really morning, like that. So yeah. I, it does. Yeah, it is frustrating because you have to I think keep it's unlocking easier. it. Yeah, I think it's just easier to have a piece so of paper. So yeah, I can see why. You so I listen to, you know, if I'm emptying the dishwasher and I've already listened to all my podcasts or whatever, you know, so I put on, and on Saturday and Sunday, I don't. I watch Good Morning America during the week, but on Saturday and Sunday, I'm listening to Sirius XM. So you just go, hey, lady, play play Sirius XM or play 70s on 7. And it just says, playing 70s on 7 on Sirius mm-hmm. XM. Yep. Well, I come downstairs one Sunday morning and it was on. I looked at him. I said, did you tell the A lady to play Sirius <laughs> XM? He goes, I did. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I'm just like... Wow, this is a big day for you. Oh, <laughs> he was very proud of himself that he yeah, that he could yeah. do it. Well, and that's that's how it was. How it kind of started out with the lights. You know, he it started out as being it doesn't like me. You have to do it. You know, like we go to bed at night and because I do, I have them set on timers, but then 
our schedule was kind of wonky over the summer and stuff. So I turned that off. And so I was just saying, we have to just say, hey, S lady, living room off. Like I, and I think I've talked about it before. I like to call them spells and incantations. You know, I have to cast the spell. Okay. You know, S lady, living room off or living room on. And then I added one recently that I call living room low. And I love it because what it does is it takes, we have three lamps set up. It takes all three lamps and it puts them into this kind of a reddish orangish glow that's really low. And it's perfect for when you're watching TV at night so that you don't have all the lights kind of blaring, but it's just a low light. So that's why I call it living room low. So that's my spell. And uh, but for a while there in the beginning, until I got it set up on his phone, until it recognized his voice, he was like, you have to turn the lights off. <laughs> can can you can you tell, you know, tell the house to turn the lights off or something like that? So it's kind of funny. It is. It's a learning curve. But I do. I get like proud of him when, when he does it. Like, oh, you did it this time. Um, but yeah, he gets frustrated because even though he'll listen to me do it, I guess he feels like, well, I'm going to do it my way. You know, he'll say the incantation in some different order or he'll say, like, I'll say volume down or volume 25%, you know, or something like that. And what he say? he says, up volume, up volume. <laughs> it's like, hey, it still works, but it's just not how I would do it. So, so he's, I guess he's just trying to experiment. And, and that's what I say, you know, just explore these things. You just have to experiment and you just have to, you know, take a gander at what you think it might do and just try it. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, what do you have to lose kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, so the we're, we're trying to make the home smarter and smarter. And it started out with smart lights. And now it's progressed to cameras. And it's progressed to a HomePod mini with, you know, this virtual assistant where we add things to the shopping list. I mean, I guess that's what where it kind of differentiates like I like the idea that the kids that my husband that I that anybody you know out of the four of us can add something to the shopping list and then it's all synced to our phones where that's something you can't do with paper but I agree with you that it kind of sucks to have to keep looking at your phone I would rather have it all on paper so I guess I should just you know go I mean, old school fine. and just I have mean, a piece Tom- of paper out in the kitchen that everybody writes something on well no Tom will just say to me we need mustard. You know, he goes, maybe mm-hmm. not next time, but the time after we're going to need mustard. So I just mm-hmm. go to the refrigerator. I've got a pad and paper on the refrigerator. And I just write down mustard. Yeah. Yeah. And then I look at the Sunday ads and then I write down whatever I want from a particular store and mustard is already there and we're good yeah. to go. It's it's all about your home's workflow. And that's that's what we're kind of growing into this house. You know, it's been like seven-ish months or so. And so we're making our way. We're, we're figuring things out. We're learning about the house. And wait, what is that noise? And wait, that beep sounds like the other beep. And I don't know what that beep is being. <laughs> oh, is it the dishwasher? Or what, what is it? You know, so we're still we're still trying to learn how the house functions and stuff. And so adding in these extra smart features is kind of complicated things, but it's made it kind of fun and more useful. And so it's all about, you know, developing your workflow when it comes to how you're going to do your grocery shopping and how you're going to maintain your appliances and what filters you need and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So so the cameras have just still been kind of a question mark in my mind as to I have them set up. They're working. I can view things. I can see recordings. It's come in handy. Um, even sometimes like the one of the things that I've found out from from getting to the the neighbors is and it's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of interesting is that everybody's got cameras around here. It's almost as if like this entire neighborhood is like self-surveilled. And, you know, you know it. I mean, there's, there's, you know, little signs. We have a sign out in front of our house. There's little signs everywhere that say, you know, whatever, whatever the, the cameras that they chose and whether, whatever it's ADT security or, you know, some of the ones you've probably heard about. Um, but everybody's got like a ring doorbell or something. I only know that because of, you know, taking food and stuff to, to neighbors and things. But um, it seems like there's just cameras everywhere. And I, I tell the kids, I'm like, you better make sure you pick up the dog poop because you're going to you're on candid, <laughs> you're on candid camera. They don't know what that means. But, you know, I'd say you get it. You know, everybody's everybody's watching everybody. And it's good. And it's creepy. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it's good and bad. Yeah, I, I just so you got to really uh, kind of makes you watch your step a little bit more kind of makes you wonder, gosh, I feel like I don't have any kind of like personal privacy or anything but that's the world that we live in and you got to decide you know what are the trade-offs so that's something that's new that we're kind of getting adjusted to because our old neighborhood was very old it was just very old none of that stuff existed there 
But out here, it's a little bit more modern. It's like, oh, okay, this is how this is how we live now. Um, but it's it's cool capturing the wildlife on the cameras. That's what I think is interesting. You know, birds and like sometimes a, wor- a woodpecker will come up. Like, what's this? Are you a bird? <laughs> or like a spider? You know, so it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what's next on my list. Um, so. One of the things that we learned the hard way from the old house, and a lot of this is like this horrible thing happened in our old house because we lived there for like ever. We lived there for 17 years and we learned a lot about things that could go wrong in a house and what you can do about it and how you can fix it or better yet, how to prevent it in the first place. And so we decided to get some leak detectors, some little things that you put around, you know, you put put them behind each toilet, put it under each sink near the washing machine, the water heater, you know, anywhere where there is a water hookup, something where water can drip out of or where the thing that it's hooked to can form a leak. That's where you want to put these sensors. And for the longest time, we had thought about getting, um, because when we moved in, there was already a system here that we have since disconnected and put in our own system. It's one of those things that required a subscription. Uh, But we thought about getting the high-tech ones where, you know, they connect to your phone and they give you an alert. And if you go away and you travel, you know, you'll you'll be let, they'll let you know if your toilet linked or, or something like that. And you wouldn't think that would be a problem, right? You would think, okay, well, just turn the water off. Well, you know, we've learned the hard way too, that sometimes that's not a good idea, depending on what time you of year you're away from your house, whether it's just to work or travel for an extended period of time, sometimes you want to let the faucet drip a little bit so that the the pipes don't freeze up, that we learned that the hard way. Believe it or not, in Arizona, we had a freeze one year that caught a lot of people off guard, including us, and pipes burst. So there's that. Um, yeah, you want to keep your pipes insulated, of course, but there's um, out here, I know one time we went away for a long time and came back, and one of our toilets, the wax ring, the seal under the bottom, it uh, melted. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it gets it got that hot in that little old house that we had because it, you know it was just so old it wasn't insulated very well. And so what did we do? We didn't run the air conditioner like we should have. We didn't like keep it on because we were gone for quite a while. It was an extended trip, and yeah, it came back and one it, not both of them, thank God, but but one of them <laughs> surprise <laughs> could have flushed the toilet and all the water comes out the bottom. So that can happen. That can happen depending on on your house, depending on your climate control, it can happen. So it's important to have leak detectors. And so like I said, we we kind of thought, well, you know, maybe we'll get the high tech kind that connect to your phone so that if we went away or just were away from the house, it would let us know. And then we looked at all the pricing. I mean, everything was just getting so expensive. So we ended up settling on, again, a link in the show notes, um, these what I call a low tech version. They just have a nine volt battery in them. They're about the size of the palm of your hand. And it comes in a, an eight pack. So for us, it was enough for two toilets, our, you know, two bathrooms and uh, appliances like the, the washing machine, the uh, hot water heater, stuff like that. So we put them all around the house and I found out that one of them, that they work <laughs> because I got woken up at three o'clock in the morning by one of them going off and they are quite loud. That's what it is. It's all it is. is just, it's not high tech. It doesn't have any Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or anything like that. It's just an audible alarm. It's it so has, similar to a smoke detector. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, it has a series of wires that kind of go wrap around the bottom of it. And so when you set it on the ground, as, as you know, just a couple of drops will set it off because even when you're holding it in your hand, if you touch the sensor, just the amount of moisture from your finger will set it off. So that kind of gives you an idea of just how sensitive it is. And so I put it under the the sink in the bathroom and was woken up pleasantly by it at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I learned the hard way how to get it open. I was like, oh my God, how do I stop it? You know, I had to like crack it open and, and get the battery out. And so I had to learn that. My son, actually, it's, it's nice to have teenagers sometimes because the teenagers are like involved in like, you know, hey, you kid, set this up. <laughs> Just take care of it. You want to, you have a phone, you have Wi-Fi, you know, you could look into it. And so I had my son set these up again, they're, they're low tech, but I had him, you know, install the batteries and plate. I told him, cause I also wanted him to have an education. Like this is where water can leak and you need to make sure that you're on the lookout for it because 
you know, we learned the hard way from two floods in our last house uh, from storms and stuff that this is what can happen. So we decided to go low tech because I'll tell you why. Um, A, we wanted to save the money because, you know, this stuff was starting to really get expensive. And we decided that, no, we were not going to spend extra for this um, because we have the cameras inside the house and they pick up sound. And so that's, again, why I was like, well, you know, I really need to think about how I'm going to set these cameras up to detect, you know, both noise and sound. And so not only will it detect the dog barking, but it will detect when these alarms go off. So I thought, you know, if ever we were to go away on a trip, of course, we would have somebody, you know, watch the house, come stay at the house or, you know, just visit from time to time. But we thought with our cameras, the way that we have set up, we're kind of surveilling our own home inside and out. So if one of these alarms go off, we'll be able to hear it. Same with the smoke detectors, you know, that sort of thing. Um, The leak detectors will alert us to a leak that might be happening. So I'll put a link to the show notes. Um, You know, again, they're just very simple, low tech. They just take a nine volt battery. And trust me when I tell you, you want to have these things in your house because the alternative is not what you want. You want to be alerted to a leak before it gets to be really, really damaging. Okay, um, next on my list, so the last kind of genre that I want to talk about is, um, so we have an older TV. It's probably around 12 years old, I would say. It's technically a flat screen, but it's a really thick flat screen. And the speakers on it are horrible. And I've, I've thanked you profusely in the, in the past for alerting to me, alerting me when the HomePod mini went on sale, because that thing is not only serving us as our personal assistant for shopping lists and alarms and reminders and music and, and all that kind of stuff. It's also a sound bar. Um, it has taken it's it's given our old TV new life. It's it's it. You know, it was another thing. It was like, do we you know, TVs were on sale like crazy, but it was like, we don't really need a new TV. This TV works just fine. It's just old and the sound isn't that great. And so we hooked up a HomePod mini. I mean, sometime in the future, we might want to get a soundbar, but by that time, the soundbars can cost almost as much as the TV. So I don't, I don't know. Well, that that's something for the future. But for right now, this is what is serving a need. So we hooked up the HomePod Mini to it. It serves as a sound bar. It's got great sound. It's not surround sound, but it's, you know, it's really decent sound. And in a a place like ours that has all tile, it kind of, you know, bounces around. So it probably sounds a little bit louder than it would if it was all wall-to-wall carpet, I think. Um, And so that has been a really great addition. So I sent you some pictures and I'll put some, some photos in the show notes so you can see what I mean, what I'm talking about here. Um, I went to the thrift store and got, you know, those floating shelves that you can buy. Mm-hmm. We got a little floating shelf for a couple bucks and installed that. And that's what the HomePod mini is resting on. So there is, oops, sorry, really loud jet going overhead. Hope that you can't hear that. Uh, I live near an air force base. That's, that's what happens. So uh, the HomePod Mini's on a little floating shelf just below the TV. We have finally mounted the TV onto the wall centered above the fireplace. And I'm just so happy with the way it turned out. We have really, really lucked out. Um, I have to thank my friend Bob Wood. He's the president of the Tucson Macintosh Users Group here in town. And, and if you haven't joined a users group, an Apple users group, I, I really encourage you to do so because they're just... You know, you can make friends and all of these friends have all kinds of different knowledge and it's just a really great way to learn things. So Bob sent me down this path of, you know, he had recently mounted a TV to the wall and he said, well, this is the one that we got. And, you know, the one the one that he had purchased, um, yes, it would have fit our TV, but it, it didn't close in on itself in center. So it, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole, which I needed to go down to find the one that we settled on. And I'm really, really, really happy with it. Both my husband are just overjoyed. We did luck out. Um, this is, I'll, li- I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, this is one of those, it kind of has a, it's a TV mount that goes on the back of your TV. You know, it, ma- it matches your VESA pattern and it makes it so that you can mount your TV up on the wall. And the thing that I like about this particular model is it centers on itself. So those are the keywords you want to be looking for when you're in a situation like we are where we wanted to mount it on the wall, but we wanted it to be centered above the fireplace. We didn't want it to be like off to the left or off to the right. And depending on how your studs are set up in your wall, that is likely to happen. So you really have to do your research, 
Go and find your studs. Make sure you know where they are. Make sure you know how far apart they are. We lucked out because we ended up having a, a stud right in the center above the fireplace. So I think ours were, they weren't, I want to say they were 24, not 16, uh, which is usually standard. They were like 24 inches apart. But when we measured them all, we found that one was in the center. So we were able to get this particular TV mount and it's a scissors mechanism. So when you pull it out, you know, it has that kind of scissors mechanism. And when you push it back flat up against the wall, it centers on itself. It doesn't center, you know, it doesn't close in and, and go to the left. It doesn't close in and go to the right. It closes in on itself. And so that's one of the things that you want to be looking for if you're trying to do this particular project, which is to center it above the fireplace. So it turned out really, really well. So I wanted to share the products that we purchased in order to make this happen, which is to have an older flat screen TV. It's centered up on the wall. It's centered above the fireplace. It looks all nice and even. We have a HomePod mini that we're you know, basically repurposing as a sound bar that's centered underneath it. So I really only have two wires coming out. And I'm, you know, I'm not that bothered by it. You know, I might decide to paint them like the same color as the wall at some point in time. But you can see Elisa in the picture, you can only see the wire that comes down, you know, from the the back of the TV to the Apple HomePod mini. And then what I did to, um, because again, this is one of those things where we didn't want to drill into the wall, like we knew there was options, like you could cut a hole and you could have an electrician come out and install an outlet on the wall and all that kind of stuff. Again, this is one of those things where we wanted to save on the cost and we were willing to kind of put up with having one little cable stick out. So what I did instead was, instead of installing an outlet, because um, this house was built 22 years ago, so it's it's new-ish, but it's not new enough to have these things just already built in. I think you said your new house is going to have it. You already yes, have an already, outlet, right? It's going to be built in above the fireplace. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> so you won't have to go through all this stuff. But for the rest of us of older homes who want to kind of, you know, upgrade a little bit, this is a less expensive way to give yourself a TV mounted on the wall, centered above the fireplace. And the other really cool thing is I have, and I knew I could do this, but I finally put it into use. I now have basically my TV is a, a large digital photo frame. And what's even cooler about it is I'm using the um, Apple shared photo library. So I share this, I can share, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to, I can share this photo library with my family or my friends, you know, I, I can add you to it. So let's say, let's say you and I finally get together and we go hang out and we take all these really great selfies. You and you and I have experimented with this in the past. You can take a picture that you took and add it to this shared photo library and it will show up on my TV. So as mm -hmm. the screensaver is playing, oh, hey, there's Elisa and I at that you know fun event that, that we <laughs> did together. So, so it's a great way to turn your television to kind of repurpose it you know, while it's just sitting there doing nothing. You can have it set to a screensaver of your favorite photos that you put into a shared library and then have, if you want to, have your friends and family contribute to that screensaver. And so, like I said, it's kind of like a, you know, you've seen those digital photo frames where you can put an SD card in it. And then oh, yeah, I've got I guess one. the newer ones. Yeah. So does, does yours connect to Wi-Fi though? Or is it just I an SD card? I don't think so. I don't use it. It was a gift I gave my parents and it mm -hmm. was all done through the SD card. Right. So the newer ones, I think, are set up so that you can connect them to Wi-Fi and like, oh, grandma, here's a new picture of the kids, you know, and you can kind of basically just, you know, send it to the device. That's sort of in effect what this is doing. Um, you know, you have to be in the Apple ecosystem for it to work because otherwise I don't think you could contribute to it if you didn't have the photos app with the shared photo library. But I just thought this, it just makes me so happy because I've got this like nice, you know, it's older, but it, it looks great, I think, this nice big flat screen TV on the wall, and it shows this, you know, lovely screensaver. I have it set to the origami mode, so as the pictures come across, they fold like origami, and it's just a really neat effect. And you can choose, you know, fade in, fade out, dissolve, Ken Burns, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it just, it looks really, really cool. It's, it's just a really neat thing, you know, instead of just just a blue screen or instead of just, you know, 
just the the apps or something, it just shows you your screensaver. So I'll put a link to in the show notes to all of the different products that I put together to make this whole system happen. And so, you know, the, we have this basically this one home hub, we can, we can view our cameras, you know, outside inside the doorbell, we can uh, view or actually, I shouldn't say that. Um, that's one of the things I have to set up is the doorbell. I think I have to get like a home bridge homebrew or something hoops, I think it's called. So I'll, I'll, I'll report back about that in the future, because I do have to add the doorbell yet. But all the rest of the cameras, we can see them right on the TV. It's lovely. I love it. Um, we can see our screensaver. We can view all of our content. We have our virtual assistant right there in the center. And it's nice and neat and tidy. And I all I had to do was, you know, just one cable that came out. I hooked it up to a plant stand. So it's kind of hidden. So once the plants get bigger and bushier, I'll be able to hide that cable or just paint it the same color so that it blends in. I used a 10-foot power strip surge protector to accomplish that. And again, I'll show you pictures, um, but be basically mounted on the left and the right of the TV mount. On the right side, we mounted the surge protector. It's like a square box that has four outlets in it. So we plugged in the TV, the, um, what is up there? The TV, the HomePod mini, and something else. What is it? There's another item that's plugged in there and I can't remember what it is. Oh, it's the Apple TV. That's what it is. So the Apple TV, the HomePod mini, and the television are all plugged in there. And then we have one outlet left over for a future project. We're gonna add um, LED lights to the back. So then we can plug that in there. So that'll, you know, we're we're trying to build like a home theater up there. So that'll look really cool. And so then on the left of it is another square. And that is, and I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes for that too. It's a mount that you slide the Apple TV into. So the Apple TV, kind of like the Roku, it's like a hockey puck type size, little square. And so we just slip that in there and then that's mounted to the wall and all the cables are tucked behind it. You don't see them. Even when we pull the TV out and tilt it, you know, you can turn it, rotate it to the left or to the right, which is really cool because then we can watch it from our dining room table if we want to. Um, but you don't really see much of the cables. They're all kind of tucked up in there. It looks looks really nice. So I've been really, really happy with that. And then I guess the last thing that I wanted to mention, just because I was just so thrilled with being able to find this. Um, so I sent you some pictures, Lisa, and I'll, I'll, I'll share those with the listeners too. Look at the size of this. This is, Do you have one of these? Did you get it with your, with your new iPad? Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm showing, Elisa, that the listeners can't see is um, the power supplier. I guess it's called the charger. It's the little charger that you plug into the wall that your USB-C cable goes into. It's huge. And it takes up so much room. It sticks out really far from the wall, so much to the point that when I originally had this plugged in, um, first of all, I wanted all the cables to, to be black, you know, to kind of look uniform. When I did pull the TV out, I didn't want to, yep. That's it. That's the one. I didn't want to see, you know, a bunch of, you know, cables and have it look all, or, you know, disorganized. Um, so not only is it white where the rest of the cables are black, it sticks out really far to the point where when you go to push the TV back flat up against the wall after you've pulled it out, it'll pinch the cable, you know, so it ends up making the TV stick out further than you might want it to. And so dun, 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 I was able to find this adorable little anchor and it's roughly the same size as the, you know, the original iPhone the iPhone, charger. Yeah, it looks like the iPhone one. Yeah. I think it's, um, I want to say it's a five volt, you know, it's just, it's just the small one that came with the, I mean, this is going back to like the three, the three G or the four S model, you know, it's just that tiny little plug. Anchor makes a USB-C and this is the important part. It's USB-C and it's a 20, am I going to say this right? It's a 20 watts. Um, so that was the problem is I had gotten a surge protector that had a USB-C port on it. And I thought, oh, this will be nice and neat and tidy. And I won't have to buy an extra plug because I can just plug my HomePod mini right into it. Wrong. You need to have 20. You have to have 20 watts. And that's what this anchor does. I should, I should, um, I will correct myself if I, if I research that and I find out that it isn't, but I'm, I think it's 20 watts is what it is. So I will link to that in the show notes. In fact, I, it actually came in a two pack for less than what it would have been for a single one. Now, again, this was during a sale. So they have sales all the time. You're going to want to watch for it. But I'm just really thrilled with this teeny tiny, like these little geeky things that just make me so happy 
was being able to find this teeny tiny little plug and it made everything just look so much nicer. It's all the same color and I could push the TV back and it, it barely takes up any space. It, it's almost about the same height as you know the rest of the plugs. So I was just really happy with the way that that worked out and it looks really, really great. So that is kind of a uh, review of all the little toys and gadgets and things that I've been, you know, collecting over time and implementing around our house and trying to make it a little bit smarter and then a little bit nicer to look at as we live in this house and make it a home. Hmm. How about you? Have you gotten any new toys lately? Not like yours, but I did get a new iPad Air. Yeah, what do you think of it? I wish I had my iPad Pro. I don't know. I just like the iPad Pro. Better. I know you were you were debating on whether or not. You yeah, to get it's the like, Pro. well, do I want to keep? It came. I'm like, well, do I want to keep it? I don't know. Then I thought, you know, my iPad Pro was almost four years old. I bought it in December yeah. of eighteen. This one, I mean, I will say this one is an M1 chip. It is yeah. fast. It Smoking is fast. fast. Yeah, it's fast. I will give cool. it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's weird about it? And I don't know why is when I use it in landscape mode. Okay, well, let me, let me go back. Oh, when you yeah, put the it, volume. When you mm-hmm. put it in portrait mode, the volume up is the top button and the volume down is the bottom button. So when you turn it into landscape, you would think the left button is up and the right button is down. No, mm. you would be wrong. <laughs> the right button is up and the left button is, is down. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Why do they? Why is that? And mm-hmm. I didn't do any research about it, but I did put it in our little text message, uh, text chat with Kevin, mm-hmm. and Kevin said there's a setting to change it, and I said no, there's not, because I already looked, and then he showed me, he took a screenshot. I don't have that setting. Why do you think that is? So he what had it on his think? iPad Mini, and he oh. said, "Yep, same thing." Huh. But on the iPad Mini, you could flip it to where it really should be. I don't have that setting. Hmm. I have no idea why. That's and really weird. Maybe they'll be you, fixed in the next iOS update. For you, I bought a purple. Ooh. <laughs> I bought a purple iPad to match my purple nice. phone. However, nice. I could not find a case. I searched oh, and I yeah. searched and I searched. It's not always easy. And I found plenty of purple cases mm-hmm. for a, a reasonable price. The problem mm-hmm. was I want, and I've got my iPad here. What did you end up getting for a case? I have... I wanted this little oh the loop. Yep. I wanted this little loop because I don't yep. have a pencil. I have a stylus. Right. Mm-hmm. And every case that I found had room for the pencil, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, connecting it on top of the iPad or having a little notch for it. That's not what I wanted. So I wanted just your basic, you know, the case that you could just put in different uh, viewing. Mm-hmm. Heights, a folio. With the, yeah, it's a it's basically yeah. a folio. It's got the strap, which I really don't use mm-hmm. um, to hold on to it. It's got the strap that closes it, which I did use when I traveled this past weekend. It does mm-hmm. have a little pocket in the front, so if you mm-hmm. want to put a piece of paper or a business card or whatever. And mm-hmm. this brand is called. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. Z top up Z T O T O P. I think okay. that's what it is. Like ZZ Top, you know, not. <laughs> most of the brands that I was looking at, I haven't heard of. Yeah, that's how it is. It, it wasn't starts. the um, be knockoff. Oh, uh, what have I used before? I used uh, Moco. Is that what it's called? Moco. I've used that. I've used Spigen. I've yeah, used some name brand. Yeah, but these ones, like I said, you very would probably difficult. really like this one then. So I don't know if I'll ever find this again, but I really like, and I don't even know what brand. Again, I don't know what brand it is. Oh, it's okay. It's oh, it's called Poetic. I can at least pronounce it. Um, if I ever got another iPad that was a different configuration, I would totally get this case again. It hasn't really yellowed too much. I mean, a slightly little bit, but that doesn't really bother me. But look, it's got a little hole so that when you're working with a stylus, you can stick it in there. Or like right on the back here, it has a little a little like hole that you press to pop out your stylus. And then just, I don't want to drop it. It just rests right in there. Hmm. And it's the same kind of folio. It folds over. I wish it was a little bit more rigid. It doesn't stay up as much as I would like it to. Kind of, you know, one little tap wrong and it can fall down. But but other than that, I mean, it's a really, it's basically the same thing that you have. It's clear on the back. 
has a you know opening for the camera and everything but i do like being able to have my stylus just connected to it yeah one one thing that's cool about this one is normally when you're watching something on your ipad you're doing it in landscape mode like this Mm -hmm. okay but it has a little um has something on the back so that if i want to i can just flip it Mm -hmm. and and put it into portrait mode so if you're doing Uh something like um if you're cooking i'm call yeah uh, well normally i do facetime in in landscape but mm-hmm. when you're doing something like cooking which i think some people do and mm-hmm. they use recipes i'm not really sure what that is but you know <laughs> we just but when you're, yeah so so if you're one of those people that likes to cook and uses recipes on your ipad you can just flip this over so that now it is in portrait mode so you can read the recipe because right, it'll be a which long is, list Right. Yeah, which my other one couldn't do that. My other pad, it was just strictly landscape. So this right. one does have that little, you know, it's got a little, I, I can't really show it to cool. you, but it's got something here that twists. So, nice. you know, and the good thing about this is I had a bunch of money saved up from using my Apple card, like mm-hmm. $400. So yeah. I was able to transfer that over. Got 3% I got 3% cash back. Racks yep, up. I got... $50 off from my son using the education discount. Mm-hmm. I got $100 back because it was the back-to-school sale. Nice. And I got $130 for my old iPad. Now, the good thing about that is I received the box in the mail. I believe it was not this past Friday, but the Friday prior. Mm-hmm. Got it all taken care of, made sure everything was good on this iPad, wiped out the old iPad, Got it all settled, got it in the box, mailed it out first thing Monday morning, brought it to Staples because they have a UPS and a, and a FedEx um, nice. uh, drop off there. So I dropped it off. Wednesday, they said they received it. Thursday, they said, okay, got an email. Okay, you're good. We're giving you the money. Friday, it was in my account. Nice. That's great. Yeah. So it ended up yeah. costing me out of pocket, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> I think it was less than $100. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. So. And everything got recycled. (laughs) Oh, with the case. I'm glad you said that because they said in the package, it said, if you want to send it in your case, feel free to do so because we will responsibly recycle your case. I'm like, okay. Because I was going to take it out and just throw the case in the garbage. Yeah, because after a while, they just break down. There's no sense. I mean, the case was in bad shape. And, well, not horrible. Well, not bad shape. But I mean, I was, right. it, had a little, it had a few pieces of black tape on it. You know, I've used yeah. the thing to death. So <laughs> right, right. It, was it was starting loved. to fray in certain places. So it I just said, loved. hey, if you can recycle it properly, go for it. So sent the whole thing back. That and that was great. great. Yeah. Awesome. So that is it for me. All right. Well, I think we gave the listeners a lot to chew on. <laughs> They'll have lots of links to. You want to put a link to your to your case in there, so everybody can see what it is. I might want sure. And I'll put I'll put links to all of the products that I discussed, and also some. I took some pictures. I can um, kind of whittle down the instructions for how to make your TV set into a shareable digital photo frame using Apple TV and the settings that that are built into it. So I'll, I'll have step-by-step instructions for that. So hopefully the listeners can take some of our, our thoughts and advice and put it into action and you can have a smartish home too. Mm. So Melissa, if people want to get in touch and tell us about their smart homes, how would they do so? I would love it if people got in touch with us. We would love to get your feedback. We don't get enough. Uh, so please send your questions and comments. You can email us podcast at geekishowever.com. You can just go to the website geekishowever.com and you can click on the contact form and fill that out and it'll email us. Um, You can find us on Twitter and we're at geekiest show over on Twitter. So you can tweet at us. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a couple of other ways. They can reach us individually on Twitter. I am Elisa Paselli one and Melissa is at the Mac Mommy, or you can reach Melissa at themacmommy.com for all things Melissa. Thanks for listening. And again, send us your feedback and your tips and tell us what smart home things you've installed and how you're using them and, mm-hmm. and share your feedback with us about that. Mm-hmm. So until the next time, we'll talk to you again in a few weeks. Thank you so much for listening and please stay safe.